So I think our bullpen is going to be a lot better. And how cool is Ben Revere? Like, he's such a cool guy. Yeah, he, see, he seems like a lot in. of fun. Yeah, he yeah. seems like a lot of fun. I, I don't think they picked up a bunch of good players. Um, I, the Mike Adams thing was nice if he's healthy. Um, but aside from that, I, uh, and Revere, Revere should be fine. And I applaud your optimism, but I, just, I don't see it. All right. Well, well, let me talk to you about Michael Young. So, um, yes. you know, you were you were talking a little bit of smack about like, oh, how he couldn't play for a third base. You know, I'm not going to say that he's a great third baseman whatsoever, but you know, uh, Adrian Beltre is that what his name is? Yeah. yeah. He he took over at third base for, I mean, at that position. So he's a, what a four-time Golden Glove winner. Um, he's a great third baseman. Why would Michael Young play third base anyways? I mean, he kind of, I'm not saying that Michael Young is going to be a great third baseman for the Phillies, but I think he'll do the job just fine. And I mean, sure, I'm, I'm sure he'll make some mistakes, but, uh, I think he's going to be a good offensive plus for our team. At least yeah. get some on base percentage and get on base well, and in a couple runs. Yeah, he didn't do any of that last year. So, um, you know, it, here's my thing, Ryan, is that, like, typi- typically, no, no, not better than anyone the Phillies had last year. Holly? What's that? He did better than uh, Polanco. The, if you look at the combination of all the third basemen that the Phillies had last year and then compare it to what Michael Young did last year, the Phillies were better. So, and that was with junk. And then I'll take Polly's glove at third over Michael Young. Look, Polly was falling apart. I, I'm with you on that. But Michael Young... You think he'll, he'll just be an average third baseman, but he's way worse than an average third baseman, like way, way worse. So I, I hope you're right, but I think you're wrong. But I hope you're right. So I, I, I think we're going to be right here. Um, he's going to he's going to give you more on offense than Polly did. Certainly not more on defense than Polly did. Yeah. Uh, but but he's he's going to be offensively more productive, and he'll get by. Trust me. Well. <laughs> Okay. All right, man. Well, I'll trust you. Thank you for the call, Ryan. I'm going to trust you. Um, another man I trust, at least moderately, um, Mike Levin of LibertyBallers.com. I certainly trust you further than I could throw you. Uh, you can't throw me very far. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's the point. The um, the NBA trade deadline is a uh, is an exciting trade deadline. I, one, I was trying to f- figure out early earlier why there's so much more action in the NBA one, or at least rumors. Um, you know, in baseball, the trade deadline's kind of a fake one. You can continue to really make trades afterwards. But the NBA one is sort of a real trade deadline, and there's been uh, a lot of really big names. Uh, bannered around so far with the NBA trade deadline from Kevin Garnett to Paul Pierce to Dwight Howard uh, to Josh Smith. Haven't been any of those so far, but Houston made a really, really, in my, in most people's eyes, a really, really good trade. Uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm a big, big fan of what Houston's doing. Um, Tom Robinson wasn't really getting much of a shot. In Sacramento? Yeah, uh, just for for anyone who who wasn't, uh, Thomas Robinson went from Sacramento uh, to Houston. So that's where, um, and uh, Robinson was fifth pick in the draft last year? He was fifth, yeah. yeah. He sort of fell to fifth. People were talking about him, like, at two, even. And he uh, went uh, for Patrick Patterson, uh, Cole Aldrich, and uh, Tony Douglas. So that that was yeah. the trade. So Which, which is, is really, it, it was done basically for money reasons, so Sacramento could save money. Which is uh, interesting, considering that they're about to be sold uh, and moved to Seattle. And a guy who 
I mean, I, it it just seems crazy. You know, it's funny to to be to watch the Sixers and see as long as they've given Evan Turner to sort of progress, and then to kind of sell a guy like Thomas Robinson at halfway through his first season. And I don't even think he's done anything poorly. He hasn't been great, but that's a a, lot, a huge upside with him. Um, yeah, I, I think it just you take a second to you know feel bad for the people out in Sacramento for what they're dealing with. And uh appreciate that even though the Sixers are awful, just awful, that uh, they do still exist, and they are from Philadelphia. So that is, uh, <laughs> that's a nice, a nice thing to at least hold your hat on. The uh, the interesting thing about the Rockets, and you know, when you, when you look at them compared to and what Daryl Morey has done, and he's been, it feels like he's been sort of positioning for for this year, for the last three years, um, by just sort of acquiring uh, assets, whether it's draft picks and flexibility, and that's. Um, you know, looking ahead to, to what the Sixers are going to do, the reason they can't really be in very many of these discussions is that they just don't have a lot of assets. Yeah, and it's it's remarkable what you can do when you have a bunch of first-round picks or guys on reasonable contracts. All of a sudden, that starts to look mighty friendly, and the the superstars or the great players out there that can really take you to the next level you can trade. You know, I, you look at the, what Houston did with uh, James Harden. You know, they traded. Uh, Kevin Martin, uh, Jeremy Lamb, and I'm pretty sure it was the beat, uh, for, for James Harden. And that's just, you know, an expiring contract, a high upside young guy, and a seven foot three beanpole person. Well, and, and uh, that pick, and that Toronto draft and, pick. And the, yeah, yeah, the Toronto draft pick, you're right. But, but th- these are all assets that you can, you know, if you hold on to them, then they can pay off for you. If not, then you can use them somewhere else. It's like, you know, the Philly farm system, Ruben Amaro has, or not Amaro, more Gillick had cultivated that and given Amaro assets to work with. Some of them have paid off for the Phillies and playing for them, and some of them have paid off that they've traded for them and brought in talent from outside. So it's just like you don't want to, you want to stay flexible and you want to stay flush with assets so you can maneuver how you want. And that's exactly what Houston's doing, and I love what Houston's doing. Talking to Mike Levin of LibertyBallers.com and Houston, if if you, if you ever get a chance to see them on NBA TV or ESPN no or TV, they're, they're just because they score a ton of points and they spread the floor and they they're you know it, I, I get a lot of ah NBA basketball sucks. I mean, if you watch Houston, even if they don't win, they're they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, James Harden is one of the most fun superstars in the league. I love that he's great, and he plays such efficient basketball. He goes to the line a ton. He hits threes, and you just you can't stop him when he goes to the basket. If you if you try to stop him, you're going to foul him. Pretty much, you have to hope he misses almost every time. And they they play, you know, they, there's definitely issues with the team. Uh, and Tom Robinson, Tom Robinson is, is sure from a sure is far from a sure thing, but uh, but I mean they're just doing they're doing all the right things. You know, um, I'm, I'm in love with what they're doing. It's like I'm sorry, I'm drooling right now, but I'm in love with what they're doing. It's too much for me to handle. Um, before we get to the rest of the trade deadline, guys, a quick—I don't even want to dwell on the Sixers too much because it's depressing. <laughs> but, but even if here was the upsetting thing for me is even if you make the decision, all right, 
it's let's just rip it down. Let's tear it down. Whatever. Um, let's suck. Let's get. There, there's not really much to tear down. Like the the problem to me is that you you have Drew Holiday and you have Thaddeus Young, and let's say you want to hold on to those guys and ditch everybody else. Well, you ditch everyone else. Well, they're just bad players that you would replace with other bad players on one-year deals. And it's like they're not quite – maybe they'll get bad enough um, over the rest of the year to get that pick to to get a little bit higher. But I don't even – Mike, I don't even know what to tear down. It, it's a really weird place that they're in. Uh, there's basically two eras of Sixers basketball the past, I don't know, five years. And that was when they committed a lot of money to Elton Brand and Andre Godala and had, like, nothing nothing else they could do, basically. They were like, we're going to go in with this team and we're going to see what we do. And it didn't work out, so then we had to wait for kind of them to expire. And a lot of a lot of sports is basically just waiting for your crappy contracts to expire. And uh, and now, even though they're, they're more flexible, uh, they're still sort of hamstrung by this idea of what to do with Andrew Bynum. And I know you don't want to talk about it, but you can't not talk about it because that's that's where they're at. They have to decide what's going to happen with him or what their plan is with him before they can do anything else. Well, it's not that I don't want to talk. It's just that I feel like there's nothing to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, they, they can decide, but until he plays some or we know more, yeah. like, we just don't know anything, you know? It's, it's just, so hard. It's so hard to, to pick a pick an opinion because you're just like, well, what do you do? What do you, where are you waiting for? What what happens next kind of thing. Yeah, and when I'm whatevering it, it's just that I'm, uh, it was like when the guy asked me about Dennis Dixon. I was like, well, I, earlier tonight, I was like, well, I don't know. I've never seen Dennis Dixon play in the NFL, so I don't know what to tell you. I, I legitimately, so Andrew Bynum, until he practices at least, I, I don't, he hasn't, until he plays basketball with other people, um, and those other people might play in the NBA, I really don't know what to say. So um, let me ask you this. So uh, uh, three of the biggest trade chips that, are seemingly out there, and I think we can all um, agree that they are out there at least, whether they get traded or not, I don't know. We're all on the same team, and that's Rondo Garnett and Paul Pierce. I can't think of a reason if Garnett would waive that trade clause. You know, I heard the, the, the Bledsoe rumor. I can't think of a reason if you're Boston to not trade those guys. I think there's this... Uh... There's this sort of illusion of like, okay, we we owe it to the fans to give it one last shot, or I think because there's, they kind of Boston has like a higher opinion of themselves uh, because they were, I don't think they were great last year, but the East is so weak that they did have a shot last year, and I don't think that they're ready to tear it down just yet. I think you know, in the same way that the Sixers held on to Iverson too long, I think these guys might be holding on to their guys too long. And they could definitely get value for them and start the rebuild with, you know, guys like Sollinger and Fab Mello and Avery Bradley. And I would hold on to Rondo if I if I were them. Um and just trade. You know, the my favorite trade, I forget actually exactly what it was, but it was it was Garnett to Oklahoma City for a couple guys and a Toronto pick. And so, you know, Boston gets to rebuild with that eighth pick in the draft that's gonna be around seventh or eighth. And uh, and Oklahoma City gets to have gets to serve Kevin Garnett at the four position. So yeah. it's like you you want you don't. It's tough because there is you know you you, t- you try to be cold blooded about these kind of things because it's a business and because you want to position your your franchise uh, to be in the best position. But when you're Boston and you know you've 
had so much success with Garnett and Pierce and before that Ray Allen, uh, it's tough to just say, all right, let's move on. But yeah. you have to make those decisions if you want to, you know, run an NBA franchise. Well, yeah, and you know what? They they made the decision to move on from James Harden, who is, you know, 23 years old in, uh, in Oklahoma City. I just think this is the... It might... Maybe they make another, you know, not substantial, but sort of run next year with these guys. They're not winning a championship. I, yeah. I just think this is the last chance you'll have to trade those guys for anything, you know, Absolutely. anything substantial. Yeah. And I, I saw Eric Bledsoe, and I was like, even Rondo, I mean... I'd listen, uh, because if you're going to trade for Bledsoe, there's your point. I don't know. I just like, you know, it, it's just, it just seems crazy to me. Um, so let's say you're the Lakers, right? Um, and Dwight Howard is sitting there. And do you go into next year um, with Dwight Howard, or do you try to get what you can out of it and, and, and go to plan B? Uh, I, I'd probably give Howard another year. I mean, what's happened with the Lakers is really weird. I mean, Howard's having a good season. Kobe offensively might be having his best season. Uh, it's just weird that there's just, I mean, Gasol has been bad and hurt, and it's just, I feel like it's more of a case of injuries and expectations and sort of it takes a while for coaches to get into a system and to just say, okay, it's been five games, you're out. And then D'Antoni is like, we need we need to start winning right now. It's It's hard. It's not, things don't happen overnight, especially in the West, when there's just a lot of really good teams. So I think you you have to go into next year with Howard. Uh, Kobe's still got at least a little bit in him on the offensive end. I'd probably try to put uh, another wing next to him that's better at defense. Um, but, I, I mean, there's, there's so much talent on that team that you can't just not – you can't give give up on them this soon. I mean, they're so good. I mean, Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash, like these are guys that are really good at basketball. But if – but if uh, you know you're giving up so early, I think uh, I think they're they're going to find themselves sort of treading water in the West uh, anyway if they trade them for scraps, basically. I did see I, I didn't see who they were trading them for, but you mentioned wing that could defend. I did see an Andre Iguodala to uh, the yeah. Los Angeles Lakers rumor. I uh, mean that'd be great. I mean him and Kobe next to each other would be I mean pretty much the perfect. That's exactly who you want playing next to Dre. Yeah. You know, a guy that can take over and he can just defend the crap out of the guy the other, on the other end. No, though I can't imagine, and I, I guess they, they must know each other from the, uh, from the, the national team, but yeah. the, the personality wise, this weird fit. You know, like, just knowing what we know of both guys, uh, I, it's just, it, I can only admit that locker room with Dwight and Kobe and Andre, it's just, it would be a strange locker room, man. A real, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, well, we got through this without being too depressing about the Sixers. It's pretty depressing, but I just don't want to depress anybody else about it. They suck. Um, I yeah, Doug's, you know, I, for all the good things Doug's done, and I think he, he's helped Thaddeus Young find a good play. So I even think he, even though they didn't get along, I thought he felt he helped Iguodala find a good place, and I think he's done the that by Drew. But with all that said, it's just it's over. It's, yes. it's got to go. There's, there's a lot to be said about that, Collins. Uh, Brandon Lee is, is, is writing a, an article for tomorrow morning, actually, about Doug, and it basically boils down to he's not a bad coach. He's he does some good things good, he does some things bad, but. For this team, he's not the guy that you want going forward. No. Because whoever, if you're going to get young and tear down, even if, let's say, Bynum's not here, like, it it might not even be the next coach. 
who's there when you get good. You, you almost need that. You might even need a, a middle guy, and he's he's driving himself crazy. I don't want him to have a the uh, heart. Like he just he doesn't look like he can handle it anymore. This happened to him last year. Everybody forgets because of that playoff run, the team quit on him last year too. You know. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what happened. That, that was what, when uh, he flipped out of Kate Fagan writing that article about how the team quit on him. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it is what it is. So um, you can uh, the best Sixer site in all the land is LibertyBallers.com. Uh, Mike uh, is the uh, the the senior editor or whatever the hell it is. You write and you uh, you're the main guy at college. I just yell at yell at people. You yell at people and follow Mike on Twitter at Michael underscore Levin L E V I N. Um, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks, man. Let's talk again soon. All right, thanks. Uh, maybe we can start. Maybe Mike and I start a the Rockets blog or something. I've always wanted to. I like the Nuggets too and the Warriors, so maybe I can start blogs for those two. Uh, Cliff uh, has been holding on patiently to talk about the Sixers, and there's no better time. Cliff will be next. Cody as well, um, and we've been having heated Phillies discussion for most of the evening. So if you'd like to talk about the Phillies too. Um, I'm open to it. 888-729-9494 is the Xfinity voice line, and pound 9494 is your ATT and Verizon cell. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 116. Sports Radio 94 WIP. The Eagles enter the 2013 season with as many question marks as they've had in many years. Who will start at quarterback? How will Chip Kelly's offense translate to the NFL? Where will they find the missing pieces on defense? On Thursday, February 28th at 12 p.m., we will do our best to answer these questions and give you a peek at the Eagles' future. The Great Birds Debate, live at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Angelo Cataldi, Michael Barkat. You played the morning drive card and you dealt it from the bottom of the deck. Now Morganti, Howard Eskin. People try to pick me into a corner. Glenn Macnow. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Mike Reese. Stop in the water. Shut up. CBS 3's Beasley Reese and three-time debate champion Rob Ellis. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. We'll tackle your questions live and in person. The moderator, Anthony Gargano. The 6th Annual Great Birds Debate. High noon on February 28th. Eagles football happens on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hey guys, do you know your testosterone levels? Why not? Each year, declining testosterone robs more of your energy, drive, motivation, and yes, it even affects your romantic life. Take control of your testosterone levels and give us a call. Progene, the leading testosterone supplement found at GNC, Rite Aid, and other national retailers, is actually giving you a free one-month supply with this exclusive radio-only offer, but only if you call today. So if you'd like to feel younger like you did in your 20s, call now to try Progene risk-free and feel more power, performance, and passion with Progene. Don't believe us? We'll even prove it works. Ask about our at-home testosterone test kits and see for yourself what Progene can do for you. Call 1-800-715-8116 for details. With over 20 million tablets sold, you too can get back in the game with ProGene. That's 1-800-715-8116. Again, that's 1-800-715-8116. Have you still not refinanced your mortgage? Well, soon you might be kicking yourself in the head. I've never seen rates this low since I started Westland Financial over 10 years ago. But I can assure you this, that the rates will be going up soon. So don't delay. Let us lower your monthly payment, consolidate a first and second, pay off other debt, or drop you into a 15-year loan with no closing costs. That's right. 
Nothing's rolled into your loan. We'll pay for your appraisal, title, underwriting, settlement fee, everything. Do not miss out on this historic opportunity. Whether it's a purchase or refinance, you'll pay no closing costs. You won't spend a dime. Think about it. All it takes is a five-minute phone call to find out how we can save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars a year. You can't afford to be giving money away, so call us at 888-945-4145. The only way you can lose money is not to call Westland Financial. We make loans you can live with for a long time. That's 888-945-4145. 888-945-4145. Westland Financial Corp. is licensed by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Department of Banking. NMLS number 3304. Not all loans apply. Equal housing lender. Truckamania! A humongous automotive sales event. Only at Barbera's on the Boulevard. And now during Ram Truck Month, brand new 2013 Truck of the Year Ram Truck started just $23,995. Hello! New loaded Jeep Grand Cherokee are just $279 a month. Philadelphia's Credit Connection. So get your butt to Barbera's Truckamania! And save up to $10,000 on trucks. Is Barbera's on the Boulevard the best? <laughs> Boy, I guess. Three more reasons to love the number one sports bar in America, Chickies and Peeps. One, there's Wing It Mondays with 50 Cent Wings starting at 7 p.m. Two, Muscle Tuesdays with bowls of piping hot jumbo-sized Chickies and Peeps award-winning muscles for just $9.95. And three, Wednesday's Crustacean Invasion with all-you-can-eat snow crabs for just $24.95 all day and night. Three more reasons to love the number one sports bar in America, Chickies and Peeps. For locations and details, chickiesandpeeps.com. I'm Mark Farzetta with your WIP 2020 Sports Update brought to you by the Lakeside Recovery Center. The Flyers won a wild one in Pittsburgh Wednesday, 6-5. The Penguins jumped out to an early 2-0 lead, but then Nicholas Grossman and Wayne Simmons scored a minute apart to even the score at 2. Then in the second, Jake Voracek gave the Flyers a 3-2 lead with under 10 seconds left in the period. Voracek then lit the lamp again just 10 seconds into the third period. As the game went on, it would go to a 5-5 tie deep into the third when Voracek Voracek struck again. Voracek given a rough ride by Orpik. Same one to Gretz. He scores! A bad angle shot that has broken the tie. And so it is six to five flyers and the crowd is stunned with a minute 31 to go. Jake Voracek. Mike Emmerich with the call on the NBC Sports Network of Jake Voracek's hat trick. Flyers went on to beat the division-leading Penguins 6-5. to Flyers now right back on the ice Thursday night at 7 o'clock when they drop the puck in South Philly with the Panthers. The 76ers returned from the All-Star break as they fell to the Timberwolves 94-87 to in Minnesota. Evan Turner with a team-high 17 points. Sixers next host the Heat Saturday night at 7.30. To Clearwater, the Phillies have set the rotation for the spring. Cole Hamels will get the start in the Grapefruit League opener Saturday against the Astros, which you can catch right here on 94 WIP at 105. As for the arms in the pen, CSNPhilly.com's Jim Salisbury caught up with Jonathan Papelbon, where he talked about some of the new faces in the Phil's pen, like Mike Adams. I think Mike's a huge addition. Um, he's been one of the best in that role and for a long time. Um, you know, not only him, but, you know, Durbin, some other guys. I think our identity as our, our bullpen gets, you know, decided who's going to be in it. It's going um, to be a good one this year. 
Chase Utley is expected to start in the Grapefruit League opener Saturday against the Astros. Lakeside Recovery provides treatment for drug and alcohol addiction in a family-friendly, private, and safe environment. Visit LakesideRecovery.com or their convenient location in Sicklerville, New Jersey. Reach them at 856-302-1362. CBS 3 Eyewitness Weather Wind continues through the night, going down to 23, mostly sunny Thursday, high of 38. That's 2020 Sports. Scores and the latest sports information at 20 minutes before and after every Every hour. Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is where Philadelphia comes to talk sports. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Spike Eskin is my name. I'm here with you until Big Daddy Graham takes over too. Xfinity Voice Line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your uh, AT&T and Verizon cell. Great Birds debate is next week. Uh, everybody at uh, Chickies and Pete's in South Philly at once on one stage. It's amazing. We've been doing this for so many years, and there's been no deaths so far. Um, nobody has killed anybody else at the Great Birds debate. I mean WIP staff all in one place. We're never here all at one time. Um, Angelo Cataldi, Al Morgani, Barkan, Reese, Glenn Macnow, Howard Eskin, uh, a nitwit, three-time debate champion Rob Ellis, CBS3's Beasley Reese and uh, Dave Spadaro from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I wonder if he'll be positive about the Eagles' direction. Uh, they will debate all things birds. Chip Kelly's staff, Michael Vick, who to sign, who to draft. It is next Thursday, not today, but next Thursday, noon till 1.30 at Cheekies and Pete's in South Philly, the great birds debate. Um, always a uh, an interesting time. It was crazy last year. Uh, my dad, Howard Eskin, wore sunglasses the whole time. It's inside. It's like, um, and real quick, before I get back to the phones, Mark Farzetta just reminded me, we were talking, and it's, uh, not only was it Charles Barkley's birthday uh, yesterday, which I, I, I wanted to tell a couple of funny Charles Barkley stories from my, my youth because my dad was tight with him, but it was uh, Kurt Cobain's birthday on the same day. And it's just so uh, it's strange, I guess, that um, you know, they're two so different guys, but because of the age I am, I'm 36, like, I grew up a huge Nirvana fan and a huge Charles Barkley fan, and just um, two guys that, you know, when you think about it, couldn't be more different, had such a, a massive effect on my life, you know, um, I spent... F- 13, 14 years of my life uh, as a career in rock music, you know, where Nirvana, like, I listened, there were Nirvana songs on every day. Um, I heard those songs so many times, great songs that I actually became sick of songs that I I loved, sick of songs that I grew up on. Um, And basketball, my favorite sport, and such a huge part of my life, and those two guys having the same birthday, Charles turned 50, and uh, Kurt Cobain, if he was alive, would have turned 46 years old. Um, Cliff has been hanging on patiently. Cliff, you're on 94 WIP. Yeah, basketball. Well, the Sixers are my favorite team in town, and uh, I couldn't be more angry at uh, Collins. I, I, I disagree with you on, on even on the uh, Thaddeus Young thing. I think Thaddeus's best position is a terrific bench player because he can't shoot and he can't rebound. Well, I mean, the bench player isn't a position. No, but that's what he should be doing. Well, I mean, it just—that's it, I, I, a, a starter because he well, doesn't have the skill to. Well, I, I don't agree with you. I mean, that—that's—it's—it's it, totally. it, sort of well, but it's impossible to agree or disagree on that without knowing the lineup. You know, if um, if there's a strong center, yeah, you know, there's plenty of 
Um, there's plenty of teams, depending on who's on the team and who's he, who he's starting with. I, I care more about who he's playing with. Now, I agree with you. Um, I, I would, I, I've been waiting for that shot to come. He actually wasn't a bad shooter um, his first couple of years in the league, and it certainly has gone away. Uh, but he's become a much tougher defender, and he's got a very quick first step. I love and, that. I think he's terrific yeah. in everything. I think he should be playing 25, 26 minutes a game so he doesn't wear down. I don't care about the extra weight. And I think you'll get the same 13 points out of him that you would get if he started. The same 13 points. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that, you know, he was most effective last year when he was playing short minutes. And then as, you know, as the year went on and they, they were trying to win more and, you know, and they, they played him more minutes, he did start to wear down. And he's I, an energy guy. but Yeah, I agree with you in that in that respect. One, one of Collins' great decisions was... Um, to bring in uh, uh, Kwame. Do you remember why he brought in Kwame Brown? Uh, you remember for interior defense? No, he brought him in to start. Uh, well, he, he was never going to... Yes, he did say that. He, he said, said it, but he was... Start so I can move um, Hawes over to yeah. the uh, power forward. That's exactly what he said. They, okay. Now, I, I will... Look, I, I was crushing Doug Collins, and I will continue to say that he's done a bad job and made bad decisions. But you cannot confuse what what a front office person says and what he plans to do. Well, they didn't have they didn't have what's his name at the time. Well, but you don't know what they were working on. Look, Doug Collins is not look for every error he's made. He's not a moron. Like he knows if you know Kwame Brown can't play, and I know Kwame Brown can't play, then he probably knows that on some level Kwame Brown can't play, right? I mean, well, no. I, I'm, you're giving him more credit than that and everything. <laughs> I, I, I honestly uh, believe that he thought he was going to get some defense and, and whatever out of Kwame Brown. First of all, I don't think Hawes is a power forward either. No. He's a backup center. He sucks. I don't I don't care what position he plays. He, he shouldn't be playing more than 12 minutes a game. He's like a backup center and everything. But, um, he, he, you know, you talk about you know having assets to trade. They traded them all. I know. All Every the asset, asset they had. They, they traded. Think about this offseason. They traded next year's first-round pick, unless it's in the lottery, for Arnett Moultrie. If, if, they don't, if they get that pick back, do they, do they eventually lose it? Well, I think there's three years that they have an opportunity to lose it. And then I think after that, then there's another provision after that. But another pick to lose. They have the, uh, the, the uh, Kwame Brown pick, uh, which they owe Orlando. So I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, well, they, they owe they owe Orlando a pick for the Bynum trade. Right. They, they essentially traded two first round picks in um, in Harkless and Vucevic, right. and they traded their best player in Andre Iguodala, which I agree, I love Iguodala, but I agree it was time for him to go. But for what Denver gave up in the in the blockbuster trade, which would have been a bad contract with Harrington, but a very nice player in a fellow who who shoots forty and above every year from the three and averaged yeah, fifteen last year. But, but it, it didn't. Really, look. Denver's first round pick. Well, Denver, Denver gave up the first round. They would have enough. Uh, well, it's like the what the twenty fifth pick in the draft. Look, uh, look. Uh, here's where I'll disagree with you. I. It's not that low, by the way. It, it would be like twenty one, twenty two. I don't think they're twenty five. They're thirty five and twenty one. I mean, the, well, check it. That, that they're not in the top six teams in basketball. Well, but there's thirty thirty two teams in basketball, right? Thirty. Thirty, right, right, right. Thirty-two teams. What in the NFL? Is that where it is? So okay, whatever. If they're twenty-three, whatever. Look, if you want to make that trade, doesn't do what they were attempting to do. Trading Andre Iguodala for Aaron Aflalo uh, that doesn't do what they wanted to do. You got a shooter out of it. Well, but 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 they still. Then what are they this year? Well, 
well, I'm just saying. That, well, they, it, it wouldn't be just him. They would have the kids, the, the kids back. On, and, you know, that alone isn't going to do it. They would have the kids. For, nobody knew what what uh, what he called could do because he wouldn't play him the second the last two months of the year. Honestly, I I, I think the the package to uh, Toronto with the, the you could have gotten the pick and Ed Davis and Calderon's expiring contract. That's probably the deal. I don't mind the Bynum deal. I just mind how they handled it. I don't look, I don't mind them taking you know shooting for the stars. I just I, I think they be right though. You they, have to be right when you when you're giving up all your assets. I I, I will bet you that they don't win 45 games in the in the next this year and three more years. Not one time will they be. A I hope they don't win 25 games. I I hope they're worse and they get a better they get better picks. I that's when they got a better pick. You know you got to get lucky to get a better pick because you know I don't think Turner's horrible, but he's he's horrible. I don't think he's horrible. I think he's. I think if he was the 11th pick, he'd be okay. Well, but he wasn't. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Well, that you may get that same. Uh, you know, there are other years when the second pick is. You know, Williams isn't great. No, but but here's the problem with Evan Turner. The the problem with Evan Turner isn't that he can't be a productive player. The problem with Evan Turner is that he thinks he's the best player on the team and he thinks he's a point guard. Look, he can be a productive rebounder. He he hasn't actually been a very good defender. He's he hasn't his his corner three point shooting has gotten a little bit better. He he's a, a capable ball handler for five or seven minutes a game. He he could be a productive rotation player. Oh, but, but his problem is is that if he's not shooting when he wants, if he doesn't hit his first three shots, he checks out. And like you know that that's not how productive rotation players play. You know. Uh, um, I understand. Tonight so. tonight he actually did the opposite. He, he he had a terrible first half and he actually uh, came to life in the second half. But that's not his usual case. Yeah. So look, I'm, right, well, I'm, it's, it's a shame because I, I, I'm I'm going to miss the Sixers for the next four years. I really am. Yeah, I, well, I'll watch him. Somebody asked me, he's like, well, I'll watch him, but, yeah. but but I don't have the same yeah passion. Have, you know, if they were young, listen, if they were the same young team and they were going to win forty games again this year, I'd live with that. Yeah, and everything. But you know, um, Vukovic is Vukovic is going to turn out to be Marcus Sal. You agree with that, right? Well, I I think I read that on Grantland. I, that is that is certainly best case scenario. He doesn't get to the line like Marcus Sal gets to the line, and it looks like it looks like he's going to rebound with him. Yeah, yeah, he's a great. Defender. Defensive rebounder, great. Uh, uh, probably a top ten defensive rebounder in the league right now. So, uh, all right, right Cliff. Know, let's hope for the best. I, I don't, and uh, I agree with you. Al Jefferson's not going to change his no, team. No, I, I don't want any part of Al Jefferson. Yeah, I know you said you wouldn't yeah. go to another game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not. Let, let, you know, let's. What can they get? Can they get anything in the off season if, if they if they let Bynum go? There's nothing to get. No, I, I would just assume we'll hold on to the money and wait for. Uh, you know, it sucks that the shot we took was uh, Bynum and James Harden. That thing happened, and who knows if you could have if you could have done that. That I think you just got to put your keep yourself in position if something like that happens. But I don't think there's money to spend in the off season. So. Well, you know, I, I I hope they I hope they feel that way and they yeah. don't go after an Al Jefferson type or Josh Smith or I don't know what that is. No, I mean, that, I'm with you know, it. That, that's you know, so maybe yeah. they could get back to thirty nine, forty wins and be an eighth seed. I don't I don't want that. No. I'm with you, I, you know, I want, and I don't, I don't want a championship. All I want is fifty wins every year, and and, and, a, and a number four or five seed, and win some, a round or two in the playoffs. They, they weren't going to, they, even if Bynum was healthy, they were not going to win a championship. Well, yeah, I don't. They're not, not going to win a championship. They might have been better, but if he was healthy, they were not going to be more than a fifty-two win team. I'm bummed out now, Cliff. I gotta go. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> see you later, uh, Cody. You're on ninety-four WIP. Hey, bro, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm all right. Um, 
Um, I'm a big sports fan, but you know, the whole Philadelphia sports scene is a little depressing, so I actually called to talk about the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you got it. What's up? Um, I was listening. I called at the end of the interview. Uh, I think it was mentioned something about Undertaker uh, losing, like his next WrestleMania match or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta say, I don't think he's out. The streak's never going to be broken. They, they make too much money off it, and that's like his legacy. Yeah, I, I think, think the thought is, and and the. the the guy who I had on used to be used to work for WWE, and his thought is, when Undertaker is sure that it's his final match, then that's when he loses it because that that becomes a bigger event. And what you do is you use him losing to make the next guy to make that just a, a really big signature win. Uh, but it doesn't seem like Undertaker is going to fight this year at WrestleMania, even though everybody thought he was. So that'd be pushed back to. Uh, to next year, but everyone thought it was going to be CM Punk and Undertaker this year, which would have been a huge win for CM Punk, you know? Yeah, well, if CM Punk would win, that would have been awesome. I'm I'm mad that he lost to Rock at uh, Royal Rumble, yeah. whatever it was. Most, most, uh, it's funny, all the grown-ups were mad and the kids were very excited. They, 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 well, you see, when, when uh, the Attitude Era was going on, in 99, 98, whatever, I was like 12 years old. Rock was awesome. Yeah. The corporation, when he was a heel, he was good. But now, I mean, he called uh, CM Punk Cookie Puss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he just, he's played out. Um, last point I wanted to make was you were talking about, you know, it being a triple threat possibly. Yeah. I'm not a fan of triple threats, but uh, two points on it. The one is that, I don't know if you watched WrestleMania 20, but it was Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Chris Benoit. And that's actually a really good one. So they're not all too bad. Yeah, I but, think it could be a good match. I just think it's when you do triple threat matches, it's a way of sort of like not having to make a decision to get the result you want. You know, like a, just a cheap way of getting out of the match. That's It, it absolutely is, but it's already predetermined that when Rock isn't going to go summer with championship. He's seen as a poster boy. I mean, he still can be. He needs to be a heel, but they're afraid to trigger for whatever. Yeah, I know. It's predetermined. I'm just... No, I Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for the call, Cody. Thanks for yeah, the WWE. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I feel... One day, I'm going to do the WWE show. No, I'm not. That's never going to happen. Big Daddy Graham's coming up at 2. I'm Spike Eskin. Uh, 94 WIP Sports Time is 137. Sports Radio 94 WIP. You've been coming to Sports Radio WIP for 25 years now. You heard it all on WIP. The glory. You see Bradley Edge and Chooch embrace. I'm hugging people I don't even know. The agony. After that interception, everybody walked out like zombies. And the bizarre. How far away is it from the driveway where T.O. did the sit-ups? WIP is 25. The most memorable moments in Philadelphia sports happen with you on WIP's Road to 25. Visit cbsphilly.com slash WIP to view all the webisodes of these moments and share your comments. That's cbsphilly.com slash WIP. Brought to you by Gino Steaks, Sportsball, and Auto Lenders. 25 years of Sports Radio 94 WIP. Kavanaugh's. Before there were all those trendy pop-up Irish bars in a box, there was Kavanaugh. 
Ross. And now you can join in on that original friendly pub experience all over Philadelphia. University City, Rittenhouse, on the Delaware waterfront in spring and summer. And now at Head House Square. Cavanaugh's, the Philadelphia original since 1933. How can you get Cole Hamels and Charles Barkley at your next event? Hire comedian Joe Conklin, the man of a thousand voices. Hi, this is Patty Gibson May of Aurora Engineers. We hired Joe to be the entertainment for the Liberty USO, and the crowd went wild. Hey, Dan McGuffin here from Lower Province Police Association. Recently had Joe out to do a comedy show for us. Did a tremendous job. Everybody loved it. Hire Joe Conklin for golf outings, sports banquets, and private parties. Call 854-AMUSE or go to JoeConklin.com. This is Ed Chu from UFCW 1776. We uh, had Joe Conklin last year and this year. He was hysterical. This is Mike Farrell from World Travel Inc. We hired Joe Conklin for our World Travel Symposium this year up in New York. He rocked the place. Wonderful. The best night we've ever had. The best events we've ever had. We had a great time and we're really looking forward to having him out here again real soon. Hire Joe Conklin for golf outings, corporate events, and private parties. Call 854-AMUSE or go to JoeConklin.com. JoeConklin.com! Hi, it's Howard Eskin and the cold weather is here. So you need to upgrade and replace your home's drafty windows and doors to prepare for another winter. Call my great friends at Guided Door and Window. Guided will make sure you're getting the best quality windows at the best possible price. Because let's face it, not all windows are created equal, and not all windows will keep your house warm all season long. You need to choose Guided's high-quality, high-performance windows. These windows are designed to drastically improve the comfort level and the value of your home. They will lower your high heating bills, and most importantly, these windows are guaranteed for life. Right now, if you buy two windows from Guida, you'll get your third window for 50% off. And don't forget about Guida's factory direct insulated entry doors and decorative storm doors. Buy any entry door today and get 50% off any storm door. These offers are good for a limited time only. So call my great friends at Guida, 1-877-GO-GUIDA, or visit goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A dot com. Go, G-U-I-D-A dot com. 20% off original MSRP, 2010 ultimate, 12,000 miles. When a dealer has 400 certified pre-owned vehicles from 14 different auto manufacturers, up to 40% off, including a giant selection of $10,000 or less specials. Why go anywhere else than www.perusingnissan.com? That's Perusing Nissan and Langhorne. Choose from 400 cars, trucks, SUVs, minivans, and luxury specials from 14 different auto manufacturers, all certified, up to 40% off, all at one site, BruziNissan.com. Choose Bruzy Nissan on Lincoln Highway Leghorn because our business is you. Are you the victim of a sports injury? Do you have pain in your knee or hip? We are Princeton Orthopedic Associates, sports medicine specialists, and we can help. As Central Jersey's largest orthopedic group, we specialize in all aspects of orthopedic care, including physical therapy, physical medicine and rehabilitation, and MRI. We have four locations to serve you, including including one conveniently located in Ewing Township, minutes from Philly. To schedule a consultation, call 609-924-8131. Princeton Orthopedic Associates. We are the orthopedic practice your friends and neighbors would recommend. Mark Farzetta with your WIP 2020 sports update. The Flyers got a hat trick from Jake Voracek and a Gordie Howell hat trick from Wayne Simmons, who recorded two goals and assist and got in a fight as they beat the Penguins 6-5. to Flyers captain Claude Drew on beating the division-leading Penguins. I can tell you what happened during the game. There's so many things that happened and up and down, and I don't know if it's fun to, to watch, but it's fun to play. So obviously we need to help Briz a little bit more. And, but uh, like I said, they had a lot of power plays and stuff, so it's a fun game to play. The 
Flyers have scored 13 goals now in their last two games. They'll look to keep the offense hot Thursday night at 7 o'clock when they drop the puck in South Philly with the Panthers. As for the 76ers, they lost to the Timberwolves 94-87 to in Minnesota. Doug Collins not happy with his team's play. We played terribly. I don't know what else to say. It was terrible. No energy. No life at all. It was terrible. I mean, I can't candy coat it any more than that. Sixers as a team shot just 38% from the floor. Things won't get any easier for the 76ers as they play host the Miami Heat Saturday night at 7.30. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday at 3 p.m. The Phillies' rotation is set for spring. Cole Hamill starts the Grapefruit League opener Saturday at 105 against the Astros. You can catch that game right here on 94 WIP. After Hamill's, it goes Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee, Kyle Kendrick, and John Lannon. Chase Utley is slated to start at second base and play in the spring opener for his first Grapefruit League game in three years. CBS 3 Eyewitness weather. Windy through the night, going down to 23. Mostly sunny Thursday, high of 38. For up-to-the-minute sports info 24 hours a day, go to cbsphilly.com. Always talking football. Always talking Eagles football. This is the new Sports Radio 94 WIP. You are knocking on the door of the Big Daddy Graham show, which uh, is next. I'm Spike Eskin. It's been a. uh, a very good show for me. I don't know how it's been for you, but I have had a wonderful time. Um, 888-729-9494 is the Xfinity voice line. I, start, I swear, I was talking to Adam Regner, producer Adam, grumpy, sick producer Adam Regner, about a WWE thing. I Normally, in a four-hour show, I will do one ten-minute segment, always with Ange Goldstein, about the WWE. Ten minutes I do. But then this happened. I did a 10-minute segment, what, an hour and a half ago at uh, 12.20, and I'm still getting calls about WWE. So um, it's weird, man. It, it, you, It's so, you know, every time I, the amazing thing about WWE is that they, the fan base is so wide as far as age goes. Because everybody's like, ah, it's kid stuff. And there are a lot of kids that love it. You know, a lot of kids. That's who buys all those T-shirts. But, but there's a lot of adults too. Like you go, that don't bring kids. You go to the events. You know, the the age spread is from eight to forty, and they have to make a product that is appealing to an eight-year-old and a forty-year-old. That's not an easy thing to do. Sports is one thing, but the sport is the sport. They have to design this to happen, and it's just a. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Uh, I think they need some more competition, WWE does, but it's an amazing thing. Joe, you're on 94 WIP. Hey, don't Spike. Hey, hey, don't cut those 50-year-old guys off. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I've got tickets to WrestleMania. My, i got a 15-year-old boy and a 9-year-old boy, and, and I grew up watching Hogan and the whole wrestling, and, you know, my buddy was way into it. I, but my boys got me into it, and the entertainment is, is there, the athleticism, and... Hey, uh, I don't I don't know what I, what I just missed about the Undertaker, but we've got fan access tickets. We've uh, oh we've wow, been, you hooked them up. You're a good dad. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. We're going to the. We've got tickets on the lower level, not on the floor, but lower lower level tickets. We got fan access. We're staying three nights. We're going to New York. Wow. But uh, hey, don't hey don't don't discount the fact. I don't know about this hour tonight that you couldn't make a show of it because. 
I've been listening to this station since its inception, and there was a time just recently if you mentioned fantasy football, they'd hang up on your, you know. Yeah. Now, look at it. It's all over. So, And it's not just for the kids. I mean, it's for, and for the money, you know what? I mean, I love the Flyers, but I just can't. I can't afford to take my eight-year-old, you know, to the Flyers like that. You know what I mean? On a regular basis, you know, yeah. one game or two, yeah. But now, uh, and to us, it's like our Super Bowl. We're we're going to drop probably three grand that weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, man, you got three good tickets. I was looking at tickets. I was like, ah, nah, too expensive. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, or, or the pay-per-view. But but you, man, you're. Yeah, I hope you're. I hope for Father's Day you're getting hooked up by your kids because you're you're a good dad, man. Hey, mom's going too, so uh, she. We're going to New York. She, you know, we don't want to hear mom doesn't want to go. She's going to be, you know, so, but hey, do a, do a show. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I I think it would be popular. I we were t- I was talking to Adam and maybe after it might be interesting after Raw, like every, you yeah. know Monday nights or something like that. So. One, one match I would love to see, and my son would too. I'd like to see Ryback beat the hell out of Rock. Yeah, I don't I think just, that'll ever happen. Or, I, uh, the Rock has a huge following. I used to really like him too, but he's just. He's getting too raunchy and too, like, better than the whole sport. Uh, no, come on. He's, he's sort of become a parody of himself. I think yeah. that's what happens when, you know, when guys are like that. And I don't, I don't love the part-time guys either. I don't like the guys that aren't there all year, yeah. um, except for Jericho. Well, you guys have fun at WrestleMania. All right, man. Thanks. All right. See you, I actually, um, I was hosting the, I did the Artie Lang show last night. It had Mick Foley on, who's actually going to be um, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame the night before um, WrestleMania, which was pretty cool. Talk about taking hits. I mean, you know, every wrestler has a different style. You know, some guys are like the the technicians, like uh, like Bret the Hitman Hart was, and then there's the big, strong goons like uh, like Ryback and Goldberg was. But Mick Foley was a guy that just took hits, man. I mean, if you haven't if you haven't seen any of that, just the the, between the barbed wire and the fallen, the hell in a cell is the one. That's the one you want to go on YouTube and look at. You want to see him falling off the top, or, or yeah, falling off the top of the, the hell in a cell into tables. I think it was. It's, it's amazing that he still walks. You know, um, I don't think he'll ever wrestle again. Yet I think he's probably around 50 years old. I don't think he can wrestle, but that was a. It was pretty cool to get to talk to him, and it's pretty. He can actually. I think uh, Ric Flair is inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame a couple of times, like one, I think, for the Four Horsemen and then one for himself. But Mick Foley, theoretically, could be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame three times. He could go in as Mick Foley, he could go in as Dude Love, uh, and he could go in as um, as Mankind. Hey, Big Daddy Graham. Are you here yet or no? no give me a minute. Okay, because I have a bone to pick with you, and I just want enough time to pick the bone. Um, I, I Cactus Jack as well. He, was he ever Cactus? Was he was Cactus Jack in WWE, right, or was that before WWE? I I I'm I'm remembering back. I think Cactus Jack may have been prior to. WWE, but I don't think Four Horsemen were ever in WWF either. And when they adducted Ric Flair, um, as I don't even remember, I think that was the, the Ric Flair WWF era was when I wasn't paying attention to wrestling. There's 20 years in the middle, you know. When, <laughs> when I was 13. What's that? He was in WWE. So there you go. So he could go in four times. They could make money out of it four times. I even looked 
tickets for that are crazy. Tickets for Wrestle- WrestleMania is at uh, Giant Stadium, and tickets to that are expensive. The Hall of Fame induction the night before is at Madison Square Garden, and that is sold out, and that is super expensive. And that thing that I was talking about, Access, where you get to meet the wrestlers, it's like a big wrestling convention, the weekend of WrestleMania, that Friday and Saturday. Those tickets are very, very, they're printing money over there. I should have become a wrestler. <laughs> that was, um, man, that's how I could have. It was either, you know, I'm growing up, there's baseball, professional baseball player, wrestler or middling uh, radio host, and I decided on uh, option number three, and here I am. So, at least I, at least I set out to become a middling radio host, and I got here. Hello, I'm Big Daddy Graham. Before you start picking the uh-huh. room with me and all that, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I must have missed something. I, you know, I, because of you, I now DVR roll every week. Yeah. Where's AJ been? Uh, you know, I didn't watch Mondays yet. No, she hasn't been on in a couple weeks. No, she's always with Ziggler. She was on the week before. I, I don't recall because really? when I get bored with a match or bored yeah. with a storyline, yeah. I, I then zoom to she comes back yeah, on because yeah, yeah. I'm in love with her. Yeah. Uh, and I thought she, it, it seemed like it had been a couple of weeks since I'd seen her, but okay. I think she's all right. Yeah. She's, she's okay? Yeah, I think she's okay. okay. Yeah, we were watching Monday and she came out with uh, Ziggler and Beaky Langston. We watched this the first Monday. Time. Yeah, okay, we watched it, like, the first what is this, Wednesday? I still yeah. haven't gotten around to Come on. Uh, Hey, you know, life's life was my wife's birthday today. I do have some priorities, you know. Some. Oh, I know what happened. I I, I did the morning show oh, yeah, on, on Monday. Monday morning, and that oh, that waxed me out. It's unbelievable how this shit is so bizarre, the one that I've been doing, that I got it down to a science. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, when I go to bed even an hour Later than I normally do, it at regular altitudes it it whacks you out. Yeah, and I I'm st- I didn't sleep I've been stuck for since I did the morning show not properly not like I ordinarily do. It, it's all it takes for me. It's one little thing, and uh, that's why I have not watched Raw. Right? Well, you Mr. look you look fantastic for somebody who hasn't slept. I just want to <laughs> I want to tell you you look you look handsome. All right. Oh yeah, you this is leading towards the bone you picking. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was just, I was well, what just is the bone you picking? So okay, so I generally the part of the Big Daddy Graham show I hear is from four fifteen to about five thirty when I get up. And as okay. I get up, I turn it on. Um, so uh, you went into the sequel thing, the greatest yeah. sequel. Right. And it was day one or day two or something. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs, because you, you called in there to complain about it. It's not a sequel. It is. No, it isn't. Like It's the second Hannibal Lecter film. No. Look, it, look, it is the second there Hannibal is, Lecter. you got to have, just because it has a, a similar, uh, uh, the same character from one to another, that does not make it a sequel. A sequel has to have, a, a, it has to have, in my opinion, it's got to have at least one of the same actors. It's got to have a thread from one thing to the next. Silence of the Lambs is not is, is not a sequel to so that. none of the Bond movies are sequels. I don't think so. And uh, as well, I would I would tell you to me, The Dark Knight is not a sequel to Batman. The both movies I can't have you Batman. said that because it's getting nominated tonight. But no, the but, Dark Knight is. The Dark Knight it, rises, and and, I, and th- th- that is a sequel to Dark Knight. But I I can't. You got to have. I I think. You're quibbling just like I did last night over the whether Tim Duncan is a center or a power forward. That's an interesting quibble, uh, it, it, too. It is. Yeah. And there's arguments on, on both sides. Mm-hmm. To me, well, particularly Silence of the Lambs, it even goes in the order of the books. 
It's Red Dragon first, which is what Manhunter was, the, right. the filming of, of Red Dragon. And then Silence of the Lambs, so it goes in the order of the book, so that to me is is a is a sequel. Uh, it's the same character being caught, but it's a quibble if you want to, yeah. you know. I'm sorry, uh, it's staying in there. Uh, and, but, and that one really gets complicated because a Jodie Foster drops out oh, yeah. for a Hannibal. Yep. Although she's still Clarice. But but don't they 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 eventually made Red Dragon right? Didn't and they, they did it again yeah. with with Norton. Yeah. Doing the William Peterson role. Oh, right, right, and right. that is good, by the way. No, I don't, I agree with you. I think it, Ed Norton's sort of an overrated actor. Oh, no, I don't think so. It. I like Norton a lot, but I, I, not in that. I, so I'll agree with you on that one. But there, I thought what's his face was uh, was terrific in it. The guy you, you think his name's Ralph, but it's not Ralph. It's Rafe. Oh British yeah, actor. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what is his name? Ray Fines. Fines. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he plays. He plays not Hannibal Lecter, but the two. It gets complicated. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, you can make a quibble for it, but don't screw up my thing. It's, 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 it's wrong. It's going. Uh, I, I, by the way, you could not end it, your phone call with Cliff more perfectly because Cliff was the first caller I heard when I get in, got in the car. And the longer I listen to Cliff, and you and I share one thing, is that we're massive Sixer fans, yeah. two of the only you know people left in the city. Yep. And uh, I'm in the car going, Boy, I'm glad I listened to this call. When you go, well, thanks for calling and depressing me. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth, I, man. It, it, it is. Uh, you know, I, they, I, I so agreed with Phil Sheridan. I did a whole show a, a week or half, two weeks ago. I think they just got a release by them. You can't sign them. You can't sign them for next year. I mean, you, I mean, you can't sign them in no four-year deal. You, yeah, you can't I, do it. I agree with you. The thing about his and his column came more from I think feeling and passion than reality. Because whether you you sign them or not, you cut them, don't cut them. I think the bigger problem is is like they do not have the pieces moving forward to do anything. I agree with that. But right now they're looking like. Buffoon. Yeah, well, they, every single time he opens his mouth, yeah. they, they're becoming more of a laughing stock. Oh, I could be back in a week, maybe two. I, it's, it's, you know, and it's got nothing to do. You know, I was on board with the deal. I was, so I, I was wrong also, but there always comes a point you got to admit you're wrong about something. When you're wrong about something, I, I'm not paid millions of dollars to be right, you know, uh, like they are, but. They, they they can't sign him for next year. Well, unless here, no, I agree with you there. But you know, there is also the theory out there. You know, everybody is saying, well, Bynum doesn't want to play, and Bynum this, and he screwed them. There is a a very real possibility that they knew exactly what was wrong with him, exactly how long he could be out, and uh, and they went into it knowing this and lied to all of us. Yeah, to sell tickets. Well, yeah. they did. Well, but then if that's the case, if they knew. And Andrew Bynum wants the chance to play basketball. He, they can't shut him down because he could go, hey, we had a conversation about this. We talked in October. I told you it was going to be months. You wouldn't tell anybody, but that wasn't, they, I think there's a distinct possibility. They have lied so much and to so many people. And there are people that know, the agent, Andrew Bynum's agent knows that they lied. Andrew Bynum knows that they lied. And if that's the case, they can't say you don't want to play because he's like, you know what? If I want to have a 10-game audition for the rest of the NBA, I'm going to have it. Oh, and I you're see. not going to stop me. 
Boy, that would kill me if that's what they end up giving him. And again, uh, I, I've talked to too many people who said he never wanted to come here to begin with. Uh, now that's coming out now. Yeah. It, it, that wasn't the story. Anyway, get out of here. Uh, boy, the, the, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony at Madison Square Garden is sold out. And expensive. That's humble. That's the, it's such a big money making industry. Oh my God. That's, that's yeah. amazing to me. All right. Have a good night. All right. You too. Um, thanks to everybody. Mark Farzetta, Raheem, Mike, Adam Regner, sick and grumpy as he's always been. My name is uh, Spike Eskin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kate Upton. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hi, Angelo Cataldi here. Winter may not seem like the ideal time to work at your home, but it's perfect if you call my friends at PJ Fitzpatrick. This month, PJ's is offering break-even pricing for a very limited time. Break-even pricing means that PJ's forfeits their profit on your job just for the month. Don't wait for spring to get a jump on those home improvement projects. My friends at PJ Fitzpatrick have the tools, the muscles, and the know-how for roofing, windows, siding, door insulation and repairs. Call 888-432-2880 or go to TrustPJ.com. If you're in the market for a new roof, take advantage of PJ's free shingle upgrade worth an average of $2,000. And PJ Fitzpatrick has cut their minor repair special on roofing, siding, and gutters from $189 to $149. Hurry! Once the schedule's full, PJ's will not be able to take advantage.